Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Folks, and welcome back to Make Me a Musical. Woo! Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, today today we've got a darker concept than we're used to, but we, we thought it'd be fun. Andrew, what's our concept today? Uh, our concept is funerals. Well, uh, yeah, um, we know fun home exists, but uh, that's not really about funerals. That's about lesbianism. Yeah, it's it's not about funerals, no. We, like, the idea of funerals, like, there's so many options for us to go, and we gotta kind of narrow it down. Like, in theory, we could do the death of a funeral way, where it's, like, about a really awkward funeral and the co- comedy hijinks that go on there, but I feel like that's the easy answer, Anthony, or Andrew. Anthony? What Shit. the fuck? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I don't even know an Anthony. It's really embarrassing. Okay. Uh, so instead, we're going to do the funeral business and, like, the financial side of funerals. You know, the money. All right, I have a pitch. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so I think I want it to be at first about a young, like, naive person who's just looking for work, basically. Mm-hmm. And they pick up work in the funeral business. Uh, and then she as as she kind of gets introduced to it and it gets more gets more involved in it it becomes like more and more ruthless essentially and we get to the point where she's like scamming like uh grieving old people and selling them <laughs> overpriced coffins and like all of this horrible stuff um and i feel like eventually it has to get to a point where either either she just completely becomes the bad guy um, and we want her to fail, um, or she changes her mind and dismantles it from the inside. In I a way. think it needs to be. I feel like this is reaching less comedic musical comedy and more active satire. So I think if well, this that's is what I want satire, it to be. I want it to needs, be active satire. She needs <laughs> to become the villain, and we we will not get the satisfaction of seeing her taken down a peg. Oh no no no! Absolutely not. Like I think the ending is just. She finds her own, like, mega funeral home, uh, like, and it's just, like, next to a retirement home or something, and it's just the the fucking cycle continues. <laughs> like, it needs to start at a real place and goes into some insane pants. Like, it needs to start... Okay, so I'm imagining this character. Let's give her a name. Um, I want to name her, um, like, Izzy or something like that, named Izzy. after uh, Izanami, the uh, Japanese goddess of the underworld. I love it. Let's do it. Um, Izzy, um, out of college, no prospects, nothing. And then this guy, a family friend, an uncle, let's call him Uncle Jay. That that feels like a good name. I'm imagining, like, a Michael Keaton type as this guy, like a kind of sleazy fella and he has this like number called like the the only thing that never stops paying which is all about how like two things in life the two richest people a tax man and a funeral home owner does he he just owns his own funeral home i'm assuming he owns several funeral homes he like owns corners the market in this small town he is like a small enterprise 
Yeah. I like that because we need a way for her to get in because I don't like her passion should not be funeral business at the start. Can I tell you a Um, real fucked up story that this might be too dark for like this, but is a true story of things that happened in Detroit? Sure. Um, So it is very common in Detroit for women to have babies and like stillborn babies and just take them to the funeral home and leave them there and not not call back for them again. Um, hmm. And what's the funeral home supposed to do about it? They can't legally dispose of the babies without the permission of the parents who won't answer the calls. So what do you do with it? When you're running out of space, you throw them in like the decks of the ceiling. You throw them in the crawl space. And oh then the police God. found like 60 to 70 baby corpses in the ceiling. And apparently some of the Yikes. ones that found were sold to the local medical school. Yeah, okay, well that's... So I'm like, uh, that, that shows that the funeral business is a business. Oh, I mean, it absolutely still there? is. Yeah, I am still here. What is going on with you right now? I don't... Cutting I, in and out. I think it's you, honestly. Okay. Um, okay that's fucked well, up, right? Uh, that is a bit too dark, I think, But it for shows show. you, like, an idea of the kind of fucked up stuff we can do as, like, a money-making side of the funeral home thing. Like, we won't go that dark, but, like, imagine, like, hey, we're not going to see the bottom half of their legs. We could, like, sell parts of their organs and stuff. Yeah, I want to start in a more realistic place. No, no. The thing Um, is, he starts in, like, the real thing where he's, like, selling overpriced caskets to older people, convincing them to, like, spruce up, like, buy up. And then she takes it to the fucked up place. She becomes the villain. What I want for, to start is she's just like people people come in and there's like the first the first customer, you know, like the really memorable one. And they come in and she just sells them like the bare bones, like basic coffin. Right. Yeah. And that's like and and then the uncle character is like, what are you doing? Like, did you see how sad that person was? How much money do you think they would have spent on their on their loved one? You know, <laughs> um, something like that. And then it like he does a whole number about that aspect and she gradually is like, you know what? Actually, yeah, it is really easy to uh, take money from these grieving people because they don't, they don't want to disappoint their loved ones or whatever. So we just go into this really kind of dark area of like, this is how you profit in the funeral business. You exploit uh, grieving family members. I agree. I think that's the best way to do it. And uh, that's a good starting point. Um, does she immediately like, no, that's that's horrible. We we can't be doing that. Or is she like, you know what? That's a good point, Uncle Jay. I think at first she's like, that's terrible. And like, yeah, no, we can't do that. But then like... She gets her paycheck. She, she starts trying it and she realizes that, yeah, it actually does work. And she gets the paycheck and she's like, oh. <laughs> and then she thinks of ways of monopolizing like the different facets of their funeral homes and expanding until they're like the only they own every funeral home in the state so they can up their prices and they've got the monopoly and what are you going to do get caskets from someone else yeah and then this is where the uncle takes a fall um which is where you could do something similar to that story you just told um where the uncle was doing something illegal and he takes a fall for it but then she gets to take over the whole business. I think no, I don't I think that he has to be like, yo, you you've gone too far. And then she's like, Well, you left it to me. There has to be that moment where he comes back and is like, 
oh oh no what have you, do you done want to do you could also we could do kind of like the founder or something like that where she kind of takes it and then drives him out of business with his own stuff I um, think that he needs to like be put on a break. Like he's an older guy, like has like a period of health, and he's like, you know what? Izzy will take over. She she knows the ropes. I trust her. And then while he's gone, she tr- like quadruples profits, basically stealing money all the way, br- destroying like these carcasses and selling pieces of them. Like real dark, real morbid shit. Like black he- market, black market dealings, and yes. like. Ex, like maximum exploitation of uh, grieving families and just terrible stuff. Y- you know, I'd want to do a little more research on the funeral industry, although I do know for a fact that it is very shady. Yes, it is uh, very shady. And I want to embrace <laughs> that, but also kind of take it to the levels of satire where it is so extreme. Yeah, that- I mean, we'd want to do kind of like a, uh, oh my goodness, uh, like a sorry to bother you kind of thing. Yes, uh, like take it like nine steps removed and... We could do some theatrical stuff where it's like the ghosts of who she's wronged are coming back for her and she just doesn't give a fuck, like in her dreams, fantasy wise. Well, yeah, that could be like a set piece where it wouldn't be like actually happening because I think what needs to actually end up happening is she just gets away with it. Yeah, she's rich. (laughs) It could be the ironic thing is when she gets old, she's like, yeah, I know the tricks, whatever. (laughs) And we end with her picking out her casket. That would be like the real dark ending. The darkest ending, she picks out her casket and she just picks a box. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's she's a like, funny idea. Like the final the final scene of the show is that she's trying to buy her casket and the guy's trying to convince her to get the really expensive one and she's just like, no, I want the wood box. Yeah, she's too smart for all the tricks of the trade. And he's like, you are a legend in the funeral home business. Like, you used to own this place right here. She's like, yeah, I remember. And that's well, just like the really demented, like little story of capitalists always win and they fuck you till you're dead. <laughs> songs. Um, we gotta think of some songs. Like her opening number has to be super idealistic. Like I'm ready to live or something like that. It could, yeah, which would be like an ironic because we want it to be somewhat ironic with uh, the fact that she's about to work in death. Yes. Like specifically. Like, making money off the death and horror of other people. Um, Yeah. The other thing that she could be doing... uh, Oh, this could be real fucked up. She could just be reusing caskets and cremating them on the side and just telling them, Oh, no, they're totally in there. I would not be shocked if there's news stories of that. (laughs) They they do. They'll just be like, give people... Oh, fuck, this is actually a thing that happened um, in Michigan, because Michigan's real fucked up about this. Um, They would just take your loved one's body, sell their organs and pieces on the black market, and then just give you a bunch of random ashes in an urn. <laughs> they did that. Oh, my God. No, I, I got that wrong. They just buried them in their backyard. They just buried the body in their backyard and then gave you random, like, fire ash in an urn. Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. It's it's a for-profit business. That's what it they're is. there for. Uh, they're, not, they're not there to comfort you or to provide you with excellent service they're there to make their own wallet bigger (laughs) yeah like the dead person's really gonna care how comfortable his casket is well um 
So Izzy gets a song at the beginning that's about how she can't wait to start living or something like that. Yeah, I'm uh, ready for to live my life. And then she's like immediately like thrown off. She can't get jobs anywhere because what can you do with a BA in English? Yeah, and then Uncle the Jay. uncle the uncle calls, uh, which I think we could stick with like a death deity like type name for him. Uh, don't know exactly what wouldn't be too on the nose, but I don't know. I'm sticking with Uncle Jay because that feels like the type of character he is. Sure, we can we can work with that. Uh, um, he's got like this real like shady side, um, like and basically it's the a two hander with these two characters and a bunch of like random people, elderly, just revolving in throughout. Yeah, it's pretty much just a two person show with a couple like side characters. What would be? Oh, there's like some real fucked up places this could go. Like if you go, it depends on how dark. Like, are we going like real, real extreme, like goofier kind of like fantastical like stuff, or are we gonna be like real like necrophilia type shit? No, we're not going there. Yeah, I don't. I think want it to be. Go- I want it to be specifically a satire of the business side of yes. things, not of the like other messed up stuff that could happen in the business which does happen Um, it's not what could happen it's what does happen yeah but that's i don't want to go there yeah i don't want to go there either um but i do think i mean it's already pretty messed up what we're doing and i think the satire needs to be pretty pointed yes Um, i think if we leave any room for embellishment it could really fall apart but i think what needs to be like about capitalism and capitalizing on death well yeah and that's specifically what it needs to be about uh in so we could have her sing a song. Do we want to name the song? We don't uh, really. I don't really care about this song. Yeah, and we need the song where she has the transfer over for like she has like this moment where she has all these ideas on how she can better the business, and then she has like a conscious moral dilemma, and then she chooses to go like into the dark recesses of her choices. Yeah, um, Uncle Jay will have a song about. Yeah. The business of death, or something like that. Yeah, like, uh, so probably something called like death and taxes. Like, I feel like that kind of is like a good capitalism, like meme that people say. But this one is literally it. Death and taxes, um, and it's it's easier to take to take gold off a corpse, <laughs> or yes. something like that. <laughs> like real messed up lines where it's just like these are bodies that don't exist anymore, but they make us so much money. Yeah. Um, then we'll have. And he's like, you probably, keep thinking of them as people. They're not people when they're dead. Then we'll have like back to back numbers where she's like selling to uh, older folks who come in who are grieving. Um, and they're like very upset and like they have like sad numbers. And then she kind of just has these like. I don't even know how to describe what I'd I'd say like jaunty like pitch numbers. I'm imagining this as like a waltz where she's like going from couple to couple like being like I'm like putting on the face like I'm sorry for your loss. She seemed like such a girl but you know what she really deserves some pink little furls in the (laughs) side of this and we need some roses. Come on. You can splurge for some roses. You you know that she loved them. Oh she would have loved those roses. Yeah no that's great. That's good. Like you want her... And then we'll kind of, you can kind of stop it occasionally to have one of the other people sing like a really sad, like, like melancholy. sad, melancholy, but that's like them agreeing to buy all the stuff. Whereas her song to sell all of it is like this probably in a minor key, but kind of upbeat sounding like, like jaunty, a, kind of like a sailor's 
tone where it's kind of like minor key but very bouncy yeah and she's just like selling all this stuff with the tone of consoling them essentially yeah but we Uh, all kind of can gather she's full of shit and like her uncle just cannot keep up with how good she's doing and a lot of it has to do with like she's a younger girl that is like you don't usually get the red flags up with a younger female trying to sell you stuff which true and he's just an older gentleman at this point and he's he's a looking for someone to replace him in a way. Yeah. And we kind of have to watch her grow up and um, delusion herself So where do we get where she pushes here. over the top? We need that song. I have this idea for a song or a scene where she has like the opportunity to save someone's life, uh, an older person, and chooses not to for the monetary value. It has to be a little bit later in the show, I think, but I do kind of like that idea. Uh, it has to be something where she's not actively doing anything wrong by not saving them, but she could easily have done more. I don't know, but that I mean, could be like that could be like the final choice, you know? Like, like this is this is it. She's completely corrupted, basically. <laughs> Okay, here's my pitch. She has this very old lady. She's like the town rich person, all right? Yeah. Like the town baroness. And somehow, oh, this is actually a really fucked up premise. Maybe not for this one, but I kind of like it as an idea. She like sprays water all over the steps and brings her in. And she gets her to agree like, upon my death, I will, this will be purchased. This most expensive casket, most expensive funeral that the world will ever see. This will put your funeral home on the map. And then she just fucking sprays water all over her fucking stairway she's the old woman slips and breaks her neck and she just kind of sits there and waits for it to stop hearing her honestly i could see that working i don't think i, I mean, think it's, that's it's her certainly... moment of like actually like deciding yep I, i'm dedicating to this i think it with it being a satire yes what we can work with it is like earlier on in the show it's showing like this is like the bad stuff that actually happens in this industry and then we kind of had the second act be like she becomes almost like a killer in her own right. Yes. To kind of like push it that one step further where it's like this is metaphorically what this industry is like, you know? In theory, this is how bad it could be if someone had the worst case scenario intentions. Well, not how bad it could be, but like this is what it does to people, mm-hmm. you know? Um. Yeah. So obviously, like, this is a pretty politically charged show. We obviously definitely. have our opinions. We we uh we are very explicitly saying what we're th- what we think about the funeral industry here. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna get an angry letter from a funeral homeowner. You know what? What am I supposed to do? Yeah, you're supposed to uh not make money off of the death of others. <laughs> you know what? Like I I'm sick of GoFundMe's popping up every time anyone I know dies to pay for their funeral expenses. Well, yeah, that and it's not—it's not their stomach. fault. It's—it's the—it's the funeral homes for charging yes. so much for everything. So stupid! I hate the fact that we monetize our death. Can't people just literally rest in peace? Uh, well, they can. Their families can't, though. Yeah, I—I I guess that's fair. Um, same with like medic. This is like an extension of like the Medicare for all crap. Well, yeah, it's like uh, medical insurance monetizing. Uh, like you could do basically the same exact show that we're talking about here with like a, a health insurance agent, <laughs> you know. You could really do that. Yeah, it would be a really good version of this. Um, but who do you think would compose this, Andrew? Oh boy, have we watched any shows that are like really pointed satire before? I think you're in town is the closest. I, you're in town. 
Yeah. Yeah, and Urinetown, honestly, I don't think is pointed enough. Like, 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 yes, it's satire, but I almost feel like it's too vague to really even be called satire. Um, we haven't done this show yet. Um, I we're doing it in June for uh, Pride Month. Um, a Strange Loop. Um, by Michael R. Jackson is a very pointed, angry musical that has a lot to say about like the current America and like how black people are represented and how they're supposed to act and how parents treat them. Um, I think he would be amazing for this, Michael R. Jackson. So he'd be my choice. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'd want. And honestly, I think it's a bit odd that there's not more satire type shows on I feel like musicals are a really good way to have that heightened reality that you kind of need to do a proper satire. Right. Um, so Whereas when in films, of... things come off a little too literal. Yeah. Well, I think for this type of show, the best movie that I've ever seen for this type of thing is, uh, oh my goodness. Happiness? Uh, sorry, to, sorry to bother you. Ah. Um, have you seen Sorry to Bother You? I did. I love that movie. Really, really good. But the way they do the heightened reality of yes. like, it's kind of... It's like real, but not real. But I feel like musicals do that almost by default, you know? You're like, already in a different world. You just kind of accept what you're seeing. Yeah, so I feel like it's almost, it's perfect for this type of satire. And I just, I never see it done. At least not not that I've seen. I think Reefer Madness, the musical, is close, but it's still a little too goofy. Yeah, well... People talk about parody and satire as if they're the same thing. And no, I feel like very different. Yeah, parody is when you like something and you're kind of joking along with it, whereas satire is when you're like hate something and you are trying to rip it down from the inside, essentially. Take it down um, a notch, basically. Take it down a notch, but in or point in, a finger. Yeah. So I'd really like to see something like this, actually. I want this to be I, to be, I want this musical to be fully even honest. a movie, this would be cool. Like, um, yeah, no, the funeral industry needs to be more closely examined. I'm sure there are movies that do it, but... Bernie is the only one that's coming to mind, and that's not even really about that. No, and Bernie doesn't really even touch on it. In fact, it kind of portrays it in a positive light, because Bernie is shown as like being the friend of all the older uh, residents and everything. So he, Bernie was a monster, in all honesty. I mean, he shot an old woman. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> Maybe don't shoot an old woman. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, he, yeah, he wasn't a, he was not a great guy. Yeah, but, but that movie likes to try to convince you that she is. Um, if the movie does anything, it convinces you that Jack Black should be in the Music Man. Jack Black should be in the Music Man, and that that old woman was kind of mean, maybe. But that doesn't that still doesn't justify shooting her. How uh, dare a woman be mean? She deserves to be murdered. Yeah, so like I like I like the movie Bernie, but yeah, it's like it's not the message is <laughs> rough. The message is is not uh totally accurate. <laughs> um, um all right, Andrew, how do you think Ben Brantley would react to this? I don't actually know. I think he'd actually like this as a thing. I think he'd actually appreciate the satire of this. I think it kind of depends on his opinions of the topic, which I think is a lot of times what satire kind of relies on. Like, satire doesn't work if you disagree with it, <laughs> you know? What do you think is the best piece of satire in, like, the last 10 years, aside from sorry, sorry to Bother You? Oh, boy. I don't really know. What I mean, what do you think? I mean, The Boys is pretty good, uh, like, as a TV show. I don't know if you've seen that all the way through. I've seen halfway through season two. I mean, I think that's a pretty decent satire of superhero stuff, um, though sometimes it's a bit 
it's not it's sometimes it's not um pointed enough at the superhero genre i feel like but i mean you got things like get out and jojo rabbit which are kind of approaching jojo rabbit jojo rabbit is very good but i wouldn't call it a satire because it's not like it's not like pointed at anything other than just the idea of i guess it's the idea of fascism but yeah like I, i don't know i don't know if it's pointed enough you know uh, you got stuff like Starship Troopers, but that's a bit older, and I don't think that's an I don't think that's a very effective satire, to be honest with you, uh, because I think it's not pointed enough again, because people don't even recognize that it's satire sometimes. What if like shit like The Onion, like anytime there's a school shooting and they post like you know nothing could have been done to stop this says only country where this happens every day. Well, The Onion's not a movie. <laughs> I know. But I'm like thinking like what is satire nowadays? Yeah, I mean, The Onion absolutely has some very good satire. Um, what a mess. Yeah. Um, what, a, what a fizzle down of this episode, but I think we had a great discussion. I kind of want to see this musical happen, or at least someone I, turn this into a movie. I'd watch it like a thousand times. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll make this into a movie. I mean, there's a concept here that could definitely work. It would be a unsavory watch, yeah. but... Not everything needs to make you feel good. You know what? I think, like all media, you kind of can't just always be eating candy. You can't only watch Marvel movies. you got to throw some vegetables in there that make you not always the most comfortable, but you're better off and your brain works better because of it. Yeah, I mean, we've seen what happens to people that only watch Marvel movies. They become rage nerds online that talk about how feminism bad or something. Like, Come Marvel, more come... You you got to put some variety in your diet here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and no the boys does not count as like a variety in your diet stop that especially when you don't even view it as a satire you just are like more superhero stuff sick <laughs> yeah that's it's like the people that watched the most recent uh captain america and the winter soldier and they're like john walker is the coolest character ever john john walker is so cool people are stupid Andrew, Jeez, i still can't hear you say what is going on here i cannot all hear right you, we'll see you next time on make me a musical Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.